0: Welcome to My Therapist is Out, an open space therapy collective podcast. We are your hub for queer and trans mental health care. Each episode, we'll speak with one of our therapists or collective members and chat about a mental health topic using a queer lens. And I am your host, Renee Johnson, licensed professional clinical counselor, art therapist, and founder of Open Space Therapy Collective. Today, we're chatting with Debbie White. Debbie White is an art therapist and has practiced in New York and California. Debbie specializes in working with teens and parents who want to support them. As we dive into today's topic, please keep in mind that this is a mental health podcast and we will talk about sensitive issues. If you would like to be informed of any trigger warnings, please read the podcast description. Welcome to an Open Space Therapy Collective Podcast. We're so glad you're here today. I am Renee Johnson. And I'm Debbie. (laughs) Uh, And today we are talking about stalking. We had a few uh, TikTok videos that you and Kristen did Mm -hmm. uh, for Stalking Awareness Month. um, And we've gotten a lot of questions and feedback about that. So we thought we'd do a little deeper dive today.
1: Yep. Deeper dive, maybe... If you have additional questions, you can let us know and we'll touch on it again. Mm-hmm.
0: Seems to be a very important topic. It is. Yeah. And unfortunately, it happens way too often.
1: Absolutely. Don't have the statistic numbers for you, but trust and believe it's like every day, every minute there is something happening. Something is happening yeah. and it always surrounds stalking. Yeah. So
0: so let's, let's set the baseline. Mm-hmm. What are behaviors of stalking?
1: Okay, so behaviors of stalking, <laughs> my handy little assistant here. Um, when you get repeated phone calls um, to your phone, including hangups, at all hours, odd times of the day. That's usually the person is trying to figure out when you're home or trying to find out your whereabouts. Um, they follow you and show up wherever you are. You know this cute thing that we do when we go to restaurants, we're all like checking in? Mm-hmm. Save that for when you leave. Mm-hmm. Check in after you leave. Because if you check in when you just get there, if you do have someone stalking now and they're following you on social media, they will show up and stalk you at that location. Mm -hmm. And it kind of takes away from the fun, but at the same time, it's also good practice, right? Mm -hmm. Just enjoy the moment with your peeps, and you can always check in that you went there after the fact, even the next day. It doesn't have to be the same day. Mm -hmm. Um, They send you unwanted gifts, letters, texts, or emails. Um, just unwanted, especially if you say, can you stop? And they just keep doing it. Um, they may damage your home, your car, or other property because you made them mad. Um, monitor your phone calls or computer use, possibly through spyware. Um, so, you know, like the whole Apple tag, that's another thing that's being misused for stalking and human trafficking, which we get that's upon. a different that's episode a different yeah. episode um so they use those technologies to just know where your whereabouts are if you've ever shared your location with this person even if you stop who knows if they had access to hacking into your phone And know it's kind of scary to think about mm-hmm. all this stuff but um the more aware we are the better um they threaten to hurt you your family your friends your pets uh they perform other actions that uh, control or track or frighten you. Also, following you on social media, like you've never given them any information and they were able to find you on social media or they're constantly asking you questions about, well, who's so-and-so because they've looked through all your photos and they want to know who you're with and just an p- obsessive nature about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are being stalked, be careful of be careful what the stalker is capable of doing. Take all threats seriously. Yeah. Um, share, talk with family and friends. Don't keep this information to yourself, especially if you have a picture of your, the person that's stalking you. Share that so that people can be aware. Um, if you are yeah if you're being stuck so you may feel depressed hopeless angry anxious irritable on edge hyper vigilant like literally you feel violated your trust has been violated and all that so you want to make sure that you have a support system
0: i mean i think that's a really important one mm-hmm. to highlight because a lot of stalking can it can be really vague and it can be like, oh, this is just kind of weird, or, oh, I don't really like this, or like, yeah, we
1: excuse it all. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he got me flowers, that was thoughtful. And while you're thinking that was just a thoughtful thing, the message that the stalker might get is, oh, she or he really, really loves me and wants to be with me. Mm-hmm. You're not given that message, obviously, but that's the message that they mm-hmm. internalize, mm-hmm. so it's almost like being very clear with your behavior. And I hate to say it like that because it sounds like mm-hmm. the person is being stalked. Is your it's your fault that you're being stalked? No, it's more about just setting boundaries and protecting yourself. So whether you're being stalked or not, you always want to have boundaries. Boundaries are for you, not for other people. It's for you to protect yourself. So this falls on the lines of that right yeah. you wouldn't want to give mixed messages to your friends let our family members mm-hmm. so it's a good boundary to set so that you can also pick up what this person is a potential stalker or not yeah yeah
0: yeah and even if like you get the flowers and the thought is oh that's thoughtful but mm-hmm. you're starting to feel nervous or something's off like pay, Irritable. Yeah, like pay attention to those things yes. because that is telling you something. Like your system is picking something up that you might not be recognizing yet.
1: Yep, your body definitely gives you signals. Mm-hmm. Just like um, if you're anxious to go to a job interview, you feel like you have butterflies in your stomach. Let's pay attention to your body, mm-hmm. it tells you. Um, so, what can you do? What can you do if you're being stuck? Well, there's no universal step by step. And you
0: have to check the laws in your state and talking to, I think you were saying. So the Public Defender's Office is a really good place to start. Most Public Defender's Office have a um, stalking uh, division. unit, division, yeah. thank mm-hmm. you, um, that's dedicated to this. And okay. it's under, it's typically under the domestic violence umbrella. And there's a ton of domestic violence resources. And so even if you're just Googling domestic violence resources, that includes stalking. That's mm-hmm. not a separate thing.
1: Nope. It, that definitely is under that umbrella, and that's a whole nother episode. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you could check, just Google, what is your state and the laws on stocking? And it should give you the first thing that should pop up is a reputable. But check your sources of where mm-hmm. it's coming from. If you're not sure, make sure it's yourstate.gov. Um, look and see how they outline um laws for stocking for example in California the state of California the laws are kind of vague it's a wide umbrella but I think you and I think you agree too you should always follow your gut and even if it's very vague and you feel like you can excuse it away. The fact that you're trying to excuse away another person's behavior mm-hmm. tells you you should definitely not look into this. Mm-hmm. And and better safe than sorry. Just mm-hmm. go and say, hey, I think I'm being stalked and this is what's happening. And let them say, nay, not the police department because they're not very equipped to determine
0: stalking in a yeah. like. You want to call them if the person is there. Call the cops.
1: Yeah, get that's a, get definitely. Get it on record. Immediately call the police if the person is stalking you. But I'm saying if you, when you're going to research, uh, I wouldn't stop at the police department. For, I would yeah. go to the DA's office um, and the Domestic Violence Division and ask questions there. They will definitely point you in the right direction and give you some tips and tools so that you can come in with um, good stuff. So what you can do, Call 911 immediately if you know yourself and your your situation. You know you know it better than anyone else. Trust your instincts and call help if you feel like the stalker is um, putting you in danger. Alert others. Tell trusted friends. Um, connect with an advocate. Is what we were talking about with the DA's, DA's office. Document every incident. I am a firm believer in keeping a journal. Mm-hmm. Um, keep a journal and make sure your language is, as matter of fact and faculty. Fact, matter of fact and faculty. <laughs> <laughs> I make a new words all the time. But make sure that your journaling input is really time, date, this happened, I was wearing this, he was wearing that, those are identifiable things, so that if it should, they can pick up camera, they can point out. Um, you want to write your journal as if you're going to present this to a judge, so you don't want a lot of emotional uh, statements. You Mm want to keep it Mm -hmm. matter-of-factly. So, journaling is a big thing, and yes, it is admissible in Mm -hmm. court. Um,
0: Same, and put in there, too, like, if this person's showing up at your job, if this person is going by your house, if this person is hitting up your friends, like, have your coworkers and your friends and all these people also send you text messages or emails with yep. what they're seeing and include that in your journal because yep. the more people you can get to back this up, the even the better.
1: Yeah, screenshot those texts, print it out, glue it into your journal as mm-hmm. an entry. Um, you were saying something that I was just saying, yep, that's a good idea too. Oh yeah, if they're showing up at your job, note that in your journal. They showed up at my job, and my boss gave me a warning, Mm -hmm. or I got written up, Mm -hmm. or this is, you know, becoming a problem that my HR department, like whatever happened at your job, please put that in there because Mm -hmm. it shows that they're messing with your livelihood. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, In some HR departments, I think it depends on like the size of the company and like how uh, robust the HR department is, but you can also go to the HR department and be like, this person is stalking me, like, If there's security at the building, then the security can have a picture of this person to not let them in. HR can help document with you um, that this is happening. Actually, you need an order of protection for them to step in to do that. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, so um, I know of a client firsthand that had to, produce the order of protection and a photo of their stalker stalker to mm-hmm. hr and had actually had hr told them to go to head of security mm-hmm. and head of security did that in their rounds so that's how she got protected but yeah they told her if she had any legal documents showing mm-hmm. that she was being stalked like an order mm-hmm. of protection she, they needed a copy of it it's a protection for them too mm-hmm. so that's something else you can do mm-hmm. any kind of if even if you have a police report Not necessarily order protection but a police report you can use that too Mm -hmm. yeah i'm glad you mentioned that um definitely end all contacts sometimes this is easier said than done especially if your stalker is your ex-partner and you have kids um it's really hard to just end Mm -hmm. communication the same client what they did was when they had to switch the kids for visitation would just write a letter pertaining to the kid's needs, mm-hmm. that was it, put in the baby bag, wouldn't even talk to him, that's, mm-hmm. how, she, that's how she chose to communicate, so, and that court, the courts were okay with that. Um, as I said, take all threats seriously, even if it's you, your pets, your people you love, even your neighbors, like, take all threats seriously. Um, create a safety plan. If you have children, you have to prepare them. I, I, this is so hard. Age appropriately, of course. Yeah. Um, teach your children what to do if there is an emergency, um, like where to hide if there is danger in the house, um, or how to call the police or trust a trusted friend to help. Uh, again, age appropriately. Also, on that topic, Teach your child to have a code word mm-hmm. between you two so that your stalker can't just show up at their school and say, hey, mm-hmm. mom or dad told me to come pick you up. Mm-hmm. Your kid should be like, well, what's the code word? And mm-hmm. if they don't know it, they don't go with them. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah, that's a really important one. Yeah. Um, and, and the kids getting involved is really tough. And especially mm-hmm. if they're too young to really have an understanding mm-hmm. of it, like if it's, if it's an ex partner, mm-hmm. or even if it's a partner you currently have that you're realizing is stalking you, and you're trying to figure out how to move away from it, like mm-hmm. really, if it's a six-year-old or a ten-year-old, being able to say, like, "Hey, so and so is um, is not our is not our friend right now," and they may be a little confused about that. So yep. if this person tries to xyz you just let me know or you know we're the safety safety family has this code word or you know
1: yeah definitely age appropriate mm-hmm. um, if you have two kids and one is older talk to the older one and then come up with some kind of way to not scare the younger one but you know it almost feels like the older one is now like i'm helping mom or dad in protecting a family. I hate to say it like that because then the child can be parentified and too early. It's just a messy situation. But you also want to shield them if they're, if the stalker enters your home and is threatening you. You want your kids to be safe. So teaching them where to hide, who to call, what to do, that's just in helping them mm-hmm. and, and also helping yourself. So um ta- uh, what can i say oh so you can learn more um s- just literally google stalking prevention awareness and resource center um, they also have a website called victimconnect.org that's a lot of where i got my information from um,
0: the LA County Bar Association has a DV division that specializes in stalking cases, mm-hmm. um, and they will help you file restraining orders, which is a really important thing. That's really good. Um, and so, you know, if sometimes when you call the police, they'll be like, oh, you, you can't file a restraining order, you don't have any proof. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, they will tell you that, because they don't want to do paperwork, mm-hmm. but um, pretty much anybody can file a 72-hour restraining order, mm-hmm. um, and that's really helpful if you need somebody to get out of your house. Yeah. Um, and then you can take further steps to do a civil restraining order, um, and the public defender, or the Bar Association, whoever is in your area to help you do that, um, will then help you trigger to take it to a criminal case. So you can always, re- file a civil restraining order
1: yes and also remember the police don't know the law to the full extent so if you hear well they said words to you that sounded threatening but we can't do anything they until they actually do it that's not true
0: that's not true
1: um, they just this police officer may not be aware that that's not true Mm -hmm. because they're that's what they're trained they have their own training so not talking bad about police or anything like that still call them if you are in danger just know that if you hear that then you should just that should be the light bulb to say let me go to the district attorney's office to their domestic violence division and ask questions there
0: yeah yeah I'll talk bad about police um. I mean, I will too.
1: <laughs> but if you if you need them in a situation yeah. with this, just call them because they are civil servants. Yeah, and that's what they're supposed to do is come and tend to you and take your fears and your concerns seriously. Um,
0: and if they don't, add that to what you're documenting.
1: And yeah, get their badge on. number.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, always.
1: Get that badge number, and you can also—I don't know if it's out here in California. I'm assuming so, but in New York City, you have um, a complaint division mm-hmm. that uh, civil civilians can civilian complaint board. So mm-hmm. if you have a complaint on a police officer, get that badge number mm-hmm. and their name, and you can call up or file a complaint mm-hmm. and they'll have like sometimes a mediation mm-hmm. where you can sit face-to-face with that police officer and let them know how their lack of their skills impacted you as a civilian
0: yeah yeah and, and it, it goes on their record it does mm-hmm. um, you don't always have to sit down with them that would be more than mm-hmm. I know I mean it's but, up to you they ask you yeah but it is a good thing to do especially for stuff like this if they give you misinformation You call them. You want to move forward with a restraining order. You want assistance, and they're not going to do anything. Great, get their badge number and put it on their record. Because if the more of those they get, the more training they'll be forced to do, and the Mm -hmm. more um, they'll take it seriously next time. We hope. Yeah. (laughs) What about if it's not in person? What if it's cyber stalking? Like, how does that show up differently? Because this also can go kind of hand in hand with catfishing, which is also a different podcast. But Mm -hmm. there's a big overlap in here where they might not physically be next to you ever, but they may be cyber stalking you.
1: Well, those are going to come up in conversations, right? They may say to you, no, I know what you did or ask you, what did you do last weekend? You're like, oh, nothing, nothing great. Oh yeah, that party you went to? Mm -hmm. Like, that's a clue that they're stalking your social media. And that's what you should Journal mm-hmm. about hey, you know, it's making me or even say to them Yeah, it makes me a little uncomfortable that you're stuck in my social media mm-hmm. and if they s- Don't care mm-hmm. You got a stalker on your hands. You mm-hmm. might want to be so that's when I'm a big fan. Excuse me of uh, journaling
0: mm-hmm.
1: a lot um, Exactly what happened mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and sometimes you know use don't be afraid to use really strong language be like stop contacting me uh, I'm not interested in anything you have to say. Yeah. Get get the f- away from me. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, and literally, what are your deal breakers in dealing with people? If people are too intrusive in your personal life, even though you put it on social media, they can still be intrusive. And if they're intrusive, that's like nope, that's a no go mm-hmm. for me. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not standing for that. And again, it falls in lines with. Yeah. Boundaries, seven healthy boundaries for yourself, which yeah. is another episode. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about.
0: <laughs> I feel like every time we record together we come up with a list of like ten more episodes that we need to do.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah just keep us keep us going. Yeah. Um but yeah. yeah. I mean cyber stalking can especially if it's somebody who's really tech savvy, like mm. they can get into your bank accounts, they can mm-hmm. get into your passwords, they can um, put trackers on your uh, key logs,
1: all the questions that they ask you, literally giving them clues to what passwords you could be mm-hmm. using, because unfortunately, a lot of us just use common
0: passwords. hmm mm-hmm. Don't do that. Um, use a, you know, one of the password generator things, like Google has it built in. Or try in. to
1: get clever on your own, just changing <laughs> the letters. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Google generate passwords the yeah. way to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll be changing all my passwords. Yeah, passwords b- soon. Okay, uh, that was a giggle moment. <laughs> we are we're we're laughing, but it's serious. Like these are things that you need to take in consideration. Mm-hmm. Oh, better yet, since mm-hmm. you mentioned online, you know those quizzes. They're like, mm. um, what's your character or like they'll ask you to pick the first letter of your name and a number so you can get your, I don't know, goddess name mm-hmm. or whatever. Those are all set up mm-hmm. to figure out things about you to learn your passwords. Mm-hmm. Especially when they ask, what, what did you eat last night? <laughs> like, <laughs> it gives you, it gives a lot of clues away. And unfortunately, we're all on the internet and all of our information, Google yourself sometimes, that will also tell like tell you what's out there um, it's yeah that's that's what do we do about that mm-hmm. uh, besides journaling j um, your, your screenshotting text messages you can even screenshot your notification if this person is liking all your stuff mm-hmm. like what is it called spam mm-hmm. likes um, take a screenshot of that to mm-hmm. show like they're just all over your site all the time mm-hmm. that with the text messages the freaking phone calls um, just get in the habit of screenshotting and mm-hmm. printing stuff out
0: yeah yeah so we had a request to discuss the characteristics of a stalker but I'm actually pretty apprehensive to do that because it people are so different and so varied oh, yeah. that it's not it's not like a csi show where they're all like this slimy dude no Um, this is
1: not forensic uh files where we can give you a profile of what a stalker is because we all know all those shows even profilers will tell you it's changed Mm -hmm. over the years and one time for example you had they only listed white men over a certain age as serial killers, and that's not true anymore. Mm-hmm. We have serial killers walking in every mm-hmm. ethnicity. Um, so I'm, I'm with you, I mm-hmm. definitely wouldn't be, yeah. look for this, because it could be somebody you would never think. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and it's also like some people go into it with malicious intent, mm-hmm. and like they uh, want to do harm, and that's their jam, and some people are Really delusional and think that you like them, and some people just think that that's how you have a relationship with somebody. And so it's there's not it varies it varies so much. And stalking varies so much, Mm -hmm. which is part of why the laws are so vague. Mm -hmm. It's so that you can say like this person did these things that are harassing me, and Mm -hmm. it kept happening, and I it makes me not it makes me scared. It makes Mm -hmm. me feel uncomfortable. That's enough. Um, to put it in, to move forward with a case.
1: Right. Um, I noticed I didn't say one gender over another. It could be anyone. Mm-hmm. It could be he, she, they, them, whatever pronouns they use, it's just a human being that is slightly out of touch with the communication of, and I'm not giving stalkers an excuse, but if we look at it this way, as a human being that is out of touch, and they're doing something that's making you feel uncomfortable. Then we need to take steps accordingly, and that takes the profiling out of your mindset altogether. Yeah, yeah. Not make excuses for their behavior, but just identifying it could be any human. Mm-hmm. We could end up being. Sorry, we're not making fun of stalking, <laughs> no, no. but we have to. It's, it's a serious topic, and we have yeah. to interject some humor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so we mentioned some resources through this. Uh, Riley our um, awesome marketing coordinator will put those in um, the description it'll be on our blog um, and feel free to reach out to us with any questions we're happy to assist and try and point you in the right direction
1: absolutely okay
0: all right what is your queer moment of joy this week
1: (sighs) oh my queer moment of joy this week I don't say it like that I'm buying myself flowers and going to the beach that's wonderful that's what i'm gonna do that's my happy place
0: yeah perfect
1: <laughs> purple flowers of course mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. uh yeah what is your you know i had um a chosen sister in town last night uh by surprise happened to be here for like a minute with with work and it was just really good to see her and Go eat some fish and be decadent. And I'm, I'm jelly. Yeah, we missed you. <laughs> um, so that, that was really nice. I think, yeah. I have a feeling that my queer moments of joy will be a lot about chosen family and who I'm spending time with. Hey, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. Any questions, please send them to us. Uh, you can DM us. You, you can, us. can always send voice memos to our email um, admin at openspacetherapycollective.com mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. That's about it. see you next time right. bye thanks for joining us if you're in California looking for a therapist visit our website at openspacetherapycollective.com and book a free intro call with one of our therapists to see if we're the right fit for you My Therapist is Out is an Open Space Therapy Collective podcast our therapists are Kristen Crow, Debbie White, Jenny Nigro Tara Friedman and Renee Johnson our admin communications coordinator is Riley Andresen. Our podcast editing is done by Smash and Grab Studio. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's topic. Leave us a comment below or email us at info at openspacetherapycollective.com. You can find us on TikTok at openspacetherapy and on YouTube and Instagram at openspacetherapycollective. If you're enjoying My Therapist is Out, please rate, comment, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening.